it on. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will they make of it today? Hello, welcome back to Pass It On podcast with uh, Chris, Steve and I. Um, today we are discussing health and safety, which I'm fascinated because I can't imagine the... Uh, Health, 1950s had a lot of health and safety. You're absolutely right. We <laughs> did not have health and safety. No. We had something else. We called it. It's a strange thing that you don't see nowadays, but we called it common sense. Oh, right. Personal responsibility. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it was absolutely your own lookout last in those days. If you injured yourself, that was your fault. However, sometimes you would injure yourself. And I'm going to... Uh, give you something that you will absolutely love because I know your fascination for this subject. Mm. First aid. I always keep a bowl of sour milk in my kitchenette as I find it invaluable for burns and scalds. Place affected part in the sour milk, it immediately soothes and avoids blistering. This is M. Wood, 24 Featherstone Street, Roker, Sunderland. Imagine putting your burnt foot and about a bowl of sour milk. What does she keep it in? Why sour like milk? Tupperware. Like she must keep sour it in Sour milk is the elixir just, of she life. She a bowl of sour milk. It's just this yeah. bowl sitting on the sideboard. Exactly. So like what, what what's it covered with? Or are we getting confused between soured milk and soured cream? Soured cream I can kind of get on board with because you can buy that. It's readily available. Well, yeah, right enough. Soured cream, soured milk. There's a, there's a mix. There's a milk yeah. there. So... It's well, wonderful no. stuff. It's all good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it soured milk or is it is that no, is no, that? It's just gone clearly says soured milk. It's just old, past its date. Imagine putting your burnt manky. foot in lumpy, sort of squishing about so in what, sour milk. What I've got to ask you, Steve, <laughs> I, I, and I'm charging you as representative of this generation, obviously. Why sour milk? Yeah. Why not milk? I think I'm going to go call. This is a guess. I I think. But, I mean, I was not a housewife of the time. I was a child. You're a housewife of 2019. You're a modern <laughs> housewife. <laughs> Indeed, I think maybe because it looked potent, they give it... Yeah, ascribed. Yes, yeah. They, ah, exactly. They ascribed uh, things to it that it possibly didn't deserve. It's, However, a, it's a little bit like, uh, you know, if Pass It On was running today, I would write in and give the tip of if you're spicy food then drink milk or cream or something like that because the capsaicin is dissolvable in uh, fat but not mm. in water and you can sort of think there's maybe something in, this, in that sort of soothing fattiness of milk that yeah, maybe Yeah but not would, lumpy. I just don't understand why sour this is my Importantly, point. Importantly Google doesn't really say anything it says nothing worse than pairing sunburn with sour dairy Okay. That's cosmopolitan it's written that I think it's in can't remember that's yeah, right. That sounds like a red, like a, an echo, though. That sounds like the same it, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Can I read you out this? This is another one. Egg white did it. Mm. I burned my finger with hot fat while cooking the breakfast. It was stinging like mad. As there were some empty eggshells lying there, I dipped my finger in one. The white of egg that was left in the shell sealed the burn, and I had no more trouble with it. Yeah. Mrs. D. Mitchell, 6 Edinburgh Road, Selhurst, London. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, because eggs have that kind of skin thing on the inside, whatever that's called. It's that protein-y stuff. Egg white being protein-y, it's that idea of 
you know, I can see that as a bio gel yeah. solution. Like that's like that spray elastoplast stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. That stuff's good. It's good, isn't it? Oh no, it's not hopeless. Well, not if you're gushing with blood and your fingers hanging off. No, it's not, just but. get on with it. So I was at A and E the other week. Long story. I had to take my friend. Blah blah blah. She's fine. Um, yes, my friend was at A and E. Yeah, no, 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 no. She did. She really was. It was the middle of the night. It was awful. Anyway, this guy came in. It was really busy. It was a Saturday night. Oh, never again. And he had got boiling fat in his eye. Wow. Oh. Yeah, egg white's not going to do that. No, 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 no. But honestly, and he said it, and I was like. I was nearly sick on the spot. Yeah. That just imagine if it like blistered. I can imagine it blistering quite quickly. Like yeah. imagine a blister on the eye. Oh, my sympathies to the young gentleman. I know. I don't I know what happened well. to him, but yeah. I hope you got. I better. should point out as well that the other thing that's fascinating about that tip to me is that again, what I love about one of the things I love so much about these tips is there's I'll so much tiny stuff encoded yeah. in them. <laughs> so she. She burnt her hand while making breakfast she on thought, fat. She thought, yeah. I know, I'll stick my finger in this eggshell. No, but my point was, she was cooking breakfast. She, she was, was doing yeah. eggs or, sorry, it was, she was definitely doing eggs, definitely you know eggs. that. But she was bacon. doing bacon or sausage or something. Black something that involved mm. hot How fat, often yeah. these days do you make a cooked breakfast like that? Yeah. Mostly, yeah. most well, not most Sundays, like ha- hungover Sundays. But I do enjoy going out on a Sunday breakfast. A brunch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. A brunch is a very millennial thing. Well, it's Br- not really. Nah, it's a, it's but see, gen- I would never say I'm going out for thing. brunch. I would say, like, I'm going for a fry up at Weatherspoons or another. You're sort a classy broad. Honestly, I'm easily pleased. <laughs> None of this avocado I, egg stuff. Like, that's not what I'm here for. When I was very young, my mother would cook bacon, sausage, fried egg, beans. Oh, we would have haggis. I love it. We actually had tax scones in the office the other week there and with plenty of butter, like to the point when it just drips it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't beat uh, it. I, I just one of the diet ones. It was really nice. <laughs> what? Diet tatty scones. Do you get such a thing? No. <laughs> How do you make tatty scones? It's just mashed tatties and kind of flour and stuff. And well, you see, my, my granddad was a baker. Um, among other things, but he was a baker for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's an astonishingly good baker. His, his um, shortcrust pastry was just, just like Christmas love. Anyway, his mm-hmm. uh, magical recipe for tatty scones and his tatty scones were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Was smash, wow, yeah. powdered potatoes. He absolutely made the most light, yeah. fluffy, fluffy oh, tatty yeah. scones. Do you still get smash? Mm-hmm. I think so. Can you do the the laugh? No. Oh, go on. I don't know. You do it. I Rushed. can't do it. Oh well, never mind. Do you anyway, know the laugh? I don't know what the laugh is. We're going to move on to another health and safety tip. It's more of a medical tip, to be honest. Mm. Actually, a lot of these are medical tips rather than health and safety one. Here's another medical one, though, which I find quite good. A simple way to find that splinter. If you find it difficult to locate a splinter in the finger, touch the spot right away with iodine. The splinter turns dark and is then seen clearly. Uh. And you can work it out. Let me get that all that iodine out of my cupboard. Mrs. McClellan, 74 Darnley Street, Glasgow. I don't have iodine in my house. Have you ever put iodine on a cup? I have. Yeah. How loud did you scream? (laughs) It's a bit nippy. It's a bit nippy. Yeah, it's a little bit nippy. My when I was younger, my dad used iodine for a lot of his treatment, and it was always sloshing everywhere. Oh, right. Yeah, it was kind of in a sort of Simpsons kind of colour. <laughs> when I was um, starting to shave as a younger man, I have a beard now, it obviously traumatised me, um, <laughs> my dad got me a styptic pencil, um, which is, again, one of those weird old-fashioned things, but you, you, you dab these things on your on your cuts, and mm. uh, when the... It's things like all bilio. It does, yeah. Absolutely yeah. all bilio. Mm-hmm. 
Not a fan. You get but stuff the fact at the, the, the tip yeah. makes sense. The, this actually, I think this one is quite clever. Sometimes you can feel you've got something in there, but you cannot find it. Yeah. But iodine is a painful way to go about it. <laughs> but and again, then, as Connie says, I love this thing about the tips as well. That so you often just have it. You would have this arsenal of stuff yeah. that we don't yeah. have. So, so, so in can you back, buy iodine? Like, back, sort of I'm really sure you can, chemists still. But, but back in the day, of course, you'd have a a small arsenal of quite generic uh, chemicals. Now, of course, we have boxes and boxes and boxes under the sink of various specialist things. But are they as good? Are they as good? No problem. Well, I don't know. You guys were talking about spray-on plaster, yeah. And I've tried a spray-on remedy which I honestly think made it worse <laughs> I did not know the tip at that time but I, I should have put egg white on it because it could not have been any worse than the spray on stuff it's awful I sat on my straighteners once and had a huge sort of V <laughs> V mark on my bum <laughs> I no seriously well, you should post up a picture for our, our viewer to look at it's gone oh it's it not even left a scar you no. can always recreate it and yeah, it's yeah, an egg white again. absolutely yeah. not yeah. it was it was really was like something out of a cartoon you know sort of boing you know like right back up again it really was like that stupid bent um but yeah it sounds very painful it was does. just silly and yeah. it, the thing is right is it's obviously the straighteners don't come right around the other sides they're uh-huh. just like the little bits and yeah, so it was like just so fine, but so hot. And I, because my hair is like naturally afro-y, so <laughs> I straighten it like, like 220 degrees. It was serious wow. and sore. Mm. To be honest, I've never really got it with straighteners. What, why? What, who, who? Well, I would never ever get through that door if I hair left my hair. I'm like Diana Ross underneath. Really? Mm. Connie, go for that. No. That sounds so much more fun. No, it's not. It's really heavy. And it's oh, really on. heavy, you know. Well, I had like a straightening treatment, so it doesn't do that oh. for another six to nine months. <laughs> <laughs> tell, oh, tell just what one that... No, Brian well, May, well, actually. Maybe that's a better c- Are you grey as well? No. no I've ha- I do have Good some... Good guitarist, gray. though. Amazing, because yeah. you should be yeah, yeah. a Bra- Actually, Diana Ross is far too glamorous. Brian May is kind of more on my level. While we're on this topic, and for no other reason than I think it will be fun, could you tell Steve what microblading is? Microblading, what like your eyebrows? Yes, I'm surprised you know what microblading is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I have not a clue. <laughs> I don't have, I don't have any microblading, but like you, it's like a sort of semi-permanent tattoo for your eyebrows. But you can get like microbladed makeup, so you can get like semi-permanent lip liner and eyeliner. I'm and gonna stuff. have to take a picture of Steve's incredulous face. Just, just keep <laughs> doing that incredulous face, Steve. <laughs> so microblading is like they shave off your eyebrow. Or pluck it or some oh. wax it. I don't, I don't actually know. And they just semi-permanently tattoo on your eyebrows. There you go, Steve. What, what's wrong with your original eyebrows? Well, some people well, have I mean, very fair... Well, I'm taking a look in the mirror, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some people have, like, quite fair, you know, like, non-existent, over-plucked eyebrows. Anyway, I just thought it would be fun. Sorry, Steve, next tip. <laughs> Sorry, I'm... I'm I'm traumatised. I'll show you pictures. I'll show you pictures. Let's just take a really quick break while I show this to Steve. Despite all that nonsense we've just been blethering about, we do have Pass It On books that you can buy that have thousands, and I'm not kidding, the books are 240 pages long each, stuffed with thousands of clever 1950s tips. So get 20% off each one if you use the discount code PODCAST at checkout at dcthompsonshop.co.uk Check the episode notes for details and terms.
welcome back, folks. And I, I'd like to tell you that I've now learned more about microblading. I am in awe of people <laughs> who are frankly stupid enough to go in for microblading. I think it's sensible. I think. Se- it's sensible. I would, do you know what? I would get it done. I really, really would. But how much does it cost? Oh, it's no, pricey. It's quite expensive. Yeah, yeah you're, I don't know, like a couple hundred. Yeah, couple to few hundred. But like you've got eyebrows, then you know if you were like suffering <laughs> you've from, then got no, eyebrows. Then, like no, for no, people right, like maybe right. have alopecia or something like that. Right. Like I think it's quite you know in general sort of easiness, like eyelash, eyelash extensions, etc. A couple of hundred good. pounds, you could buy yourself a good and very useful circular saw, <laughs> <laughs> which would be much more useful. You what? had to do small joinery jobs around the house. That would be much more right. useful. Less useful another, for your eyelashes. Yeah, another eyebrows. another video of Steve using a circular saw, doing small I'm a, joinery. I'm a practiced handyman. I'll have you know. I bet you're. Are you good at DIY? I'm ex- brilliant. Absolutely brilliant are at you DIY. Really? We bought an old house and refurbished it ourselves, mm. and I can do joinery, a little bit of plumbing, a little bit of electrician work. Actually, I landscape gardens. I oh. have uh, <laughs> landscape gardens. Reasonable rates. <laughs> I do things. I wallpaper, I plaster a bit. Mm. I have done all of that. That's I created, cool. I built my own fireplace, I'll have you know. That is cool. My, obviously, just moving in, Kerr's never done a bit She's of DIY. She's just moving into a new house. Kerr's <gasps> never done a bit of DIY in his life, I don't think. So he's quite, it's quite sweet, actually. I think he thinks I'm getting impatient. And I'm not. I'm just a bit <laughs> like, oh, fine, calm with it, you know. Like, but it's cute. Because his dad's just home and they're doing it together and he's it's, learning. Uh-huh. I think it's nice. It's very good. Are you a, a DIYer? I'm not much of a DIYer, I must confess. I did the other day change the windscreen wipers in my car and felt terribly virile and manly. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can like, put a shelf up and change a light bulb and oh, yeah. unblock tile and stuff like that. Like, I'm not completely handless. You can change a light bulb? Yes. Quite well. And a light bulb. How many pin. years at engineering college did you <laughs> have to do for that one? Shut up. Right, I'll tell you what then, because we spoke mainly about health uh, in the first half of this, this time we're going to talk about the safety part of it. So it's about the prevention and not hurting yourself bit of health and safety. Right? You ready? Yeah. The very thing for broken glass. I broke a very fine crystal glass which shattered into minute fragments. It was impossible to lift them all with a damp cloth, so I took a bar of household soap and went over the area. Even the tiniest piece adhered to the soap. Mm-hmm. I scraped the glass off the soap and destroyed it. Oh, destroyed it. Mrs. Scott Benham, in the bin? John's Haven. That's a good tip, and I might use that in the pub next time I chuck a pint glass at someone. Because <laughs> I, I break glasses quite a lot. I do like the idea that she would scrape the glass off the soap. And then destroy the soap. I think no, she no, was no, just no, like no. She means she no, means no. to destroy the stuff she, scra- she scraped off. The, the soap bar was to use the rest used. of the soap. But that's oh. a that's a risky game to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. But see, I, I'm putting that in my category of you're just showing off now, Hen. That's I don't a, know. I, but, 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 a very fine crystal, crystal glass. glass. Yeah. yeah. None of your There are another few sort of between the lines things in there because first she tried to lift them all with a damp cloth. So. I think she's That's, gone beyond. Yeah. Uh, I think she perhaps done this on a on a rug or a carpet, and she's uh, she takes the bar of household soap and went over all of the area, and even the tiniest piece adhered to the soap. She's done yeah. a very good That's job. A good, here. That's a good. That's a good tip, though. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yep. Yeah. Because like so. I honestly genuinely break glasses all the time in the pub, take them out of the dishwasher, and they're wet. And I'm, oh, sack the juggler. <laughs> it's not funny. It's really <laughs> don't ever say that to a barmaid because it's so annoying. But that was quite a good shout. Yeah. Right. Okay. 
In that case, then, here's another one. But far from possibly being a useful tip, this takes me back to the way things used to be before the modern world or before certain things happened in the modern world. Handy box. Put a candle, matches and fuse wire in a tin and place beside fuse box. They're ready to hand if you have a blackout. J. Clark, 245 Meadow Park Street, Deniston, Glasgow. Decent. Yeah. I feel like everyone, like I know in my understairs cupboard in my mum's house, there's candles, matches, torches, batteries, etc. Ah. Uh, Not a fuse wire, but. Yeah. You're talking about a power cut. She's talking about a, a fuse that has fused, as it were. Nowadays, you go into your electronics box and you switch. You the flick RCT. a switch. Oh, back yeah. in back in those days, there was a fuse wire that would burn out if there was an overload on the system. Mm-hmm. You had to take out both ends of that fuse wire, put in a new piece of fuse wire which you would cut to size, and there would be different grades of fuse wire. And it was a much more labour-intensive, slightly dangerous way of going about things. And that's if you had to do that in the dark, I think that's a that's yeah. a very good tip. Good to have it just there. I think so, yeah. yeah. In fairness, though, you've got to be careful because if you take that line of thought too far, you get to the sort of survivalists yeah. in the US who are, who are sort of stockpiling uh, canned goods. Yeah. And in their bomb shelters. In their bomb yeah. shelters. And they're, they're, you know, you've just got to be careful. And a couple of, couple of board games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, okay, if we're talking good, then I'm going to give you another good one. Saves burns. When replacing a hot, burned-out bulb, that's a light bulb, slip the cardboard container from the new bulb over the old one before unscrewing it from the socket. It's simple and safe. Mrs. J. McFarlane, 129 Paisley Road West, Glasgow. Now, that's a good one. Genuinely genius. That is genuinely Because, not just the heat, but also if you break break it, it, it's going to be contained. uh, uh, Yep, sold. Yep, on my list. Yeah. Good. In that case, we're, we're on a roll here. No. We're on a roll. I'm going to give Not you another well. brilliant... No, well, this is a good one too. Dark stairs. If you use a dark stairway, paint a broad white band down one side and by the contrast, you'll see the glimmer to the bottom of the step. W. Slater, 12B, Scotland Street Lane, Edinburgh. Yep. Now, again, good well, and almost all stairwells now have... Have stripes. Have stripes yep. and such like. But the Sunday Post did it first. Oh, of course. Because we're the cleverest right, and we're the best. Enough, enough. <laughs> no, but I, th- I think it's a fair point that that kind of individual, um, I hesitate to say libertarian because that kind of is a dodgy word these days, but that kind of make, do and mend inventiveness mm-hmm. had to happen before organisations and governments and local councils and stuff yes. would start legislating that sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that, you know, perfectly... Legitimate solution yeah, to it's, a, a, good it's, it's, it's yeah. a good one. It's a good one. And obviously has caught on. Indeed, indeed. Do you know that uh, there are staircases, stairwells, stair rises is one of the leading causes of accidents. It, so ROSPA, the Royal Society for Prevention of Accidents, publishes um, regular reports on um, accident stats, and staircases regularly get far, far more than like things that would sound much, much more dangerous. But of course, we're up and down them all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are there's mm-hmm. legislation about tread length and nose depth and all sorts of stuff to make it easier to, to go up and down yeah. these stair- stairs. I have an interesting fact about accidents. So, sharks. A lot of people are scared of sharks, right? Vending machines. Sharks. Yes, 
Vending machines kill more people each year than sharks do. Not surprised. I live close to the North Sea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not an expert on shark attacks. No. But I'm fairly certain, fairly certain, there have been few great white shark attacks in my area. I mean, in general, if you're on holiday, like... I don't know wherever there is. There's a world outside your little corner of Scotland, Steve. Exactly. Especially outside Carnoustie. Um, (laughs) What do you mean there's civilization outside Carnoustie? What? What? (laughs) And uh, yeah, so more people are killed by vending machines in the world than in sharks in the world. Fair. Okay. I'll take your. I'll take your. I think that's interesting. It's interesting, yes. Right. From interesting and useful, we're going to nonsense. It's not nonsensical, it's just old. Mm. Prevents eye strain when watching TV. (laughs) When watching TV programmes for a long while in a dark room, try wearing sunglasses of a fairly light tint. (laughs) They prevent eye strain. That's from Mrs. R.A. Blake, 20 Clarence Place, Lower Weston. She needs new specs, doesn't she? She she won a pair of towels for that. What? (laughs) Now, bear in mind, television was new. Mm. People didn't understand it, and they thought that watching too much television would seriously give you eye strain, hurt your eyes. Or like give you, if you sit too close, you'll get square eyes kind of thing. Yes, yeah, yeah all of that. That's that's when that started, and we were all scared of television. And if you you went too close to it, the cathode ray tube would burn you. The what? The cathode ray tube. Oh the, the old TV. <laughs> this is going to take a while, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> TVs didn't used to be flat. Oh yeah, I know, I know, I know. When I was... When I was a baby, there were still big boxes on the back. Yeah, the CRT. But it's a genuinely <laughs> valid tip, though, because, of course, the thing about eye strain in a dark room is not so much the brightness of the TV necessarily, it's the brightness relative to the surrounding area. So if you yeah. drop that contrast, then it's going to be like less Like the cinema still eye. has little sort of shiny lights on. Yeah, that kind of, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So another good one, then? One. I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more, which... Borders on the brilliant. Uh-huh. That was brilliant in case I drowned myself out there. <laughs> right. New combs. When buying a new comb and find the points of the teeth are sharp, draw them along the striking side of a matchbox two or three times. This takes off the sharpness. This is A. Wilson, 13 Bartley Street, Glasgow. That is actually brilliant and mental I have nothing at to the say. same time. <laughs> oh, come on, that's good. I have often... Scraped my head with a sharp <laughs> comb. I have. And Chris, what about you? I, 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 I have my hair. I haven't had hair for a good 20 years. So I rarely... If I, in fairness, I use a comb in my beard. Yeah. yeah. Right, so we'll, that's a good one too. I, I'm going to give that 5 out of 10. Oh, like, come like, on. Like, Why would you not just scrape it on like a bit of sandpaper or on a pavement or something? Yeah, I suppose. The, uh, something a little rougher. But there yeah. is, it is a yeah. very sweet hint though because it yeah. is... It's obviously she's been like almost certainly her husband's complained yeah. about the sharp tooth in the comb. She's yes. thought, how can I solve this? Looking around the room, ah. of course, these ah, days matchbox. very few of us have match, especially actually genuinely, especially few of us have friction-based matchboxes around. It's yeah. all yeah. chemical activation these days, mm-hmm. modern safety standards. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's thought about how to solve it. She solved it. I think yeah. that's fair yeah. enough. I think it's quite cute, but um, I mean, it's not. It's not like I'm not obsessed with that fact. And I don't think, wow, we, that's amazing. I might use that tomorrow. Right. Just as a, a teaser then, mm. when it comes to my most favourite tip mm-hmm. in the entire book, 
you will be in this sort of type of thinking oh. you'll be so amazed because it's along these lines we're talking that's just another little taster for you Ooh. cliffhanger on that cliffhanger I think we will finish for today um, join us again um, next episode for more genius or possibly nonsense from the households in Scotland in the 1950s and for more nonsense from us here in Scotland today see you soon If you know anyone who'd enjoy this podcast as much as you do, we'd love it if you'd pass it on. Let them know that they can subscribe free in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever they get their podcasts. Or you could leave us a wee review or rating on iTunes to help people discover Pass It On for themselves. And don't forget, as a listener to this podcast, you can get an exclusive 20% off the Pass It On books at dcthomsonshop.co.uk by using the discount code PODCAST at checkout. Check the episode notes for details and terms.